So selfing is this mental process that's that implies, assumes, infers, presupposes that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body. And that becomes the starting point of all of its observations, all of its critiquing, all of its reporting, all of its news flashes, all of its headlines, yes? Is framed as you're a body. So the selfing cannot, there is no, it cannot create a body, it can't even make a body, but it can assume and presuppose, and then the mind itself makes the seeming body. Yeah? It pictures it. So, if you watch, look at the thought system, your own experience of the thought system, the thoughts picture you as a body. So, when you're thought about, when you're sitting here and the thought system thinks about a you, you, we call it you, you know, but it's a you. It's just this object called the body. When it thinks about you in the past, it's not remembering you in the past, it's remembering you as a body now. Yeah? So the thought system, when it goes into the past to picture you in the past, to go over what you did or didn't do, or what would have been better if you didn't do, or all that stuff, it pictures you as a body. Yeah? And so when we're saying, I'm remembering the past, but the remembering of the past can only happen now. There's no remembering in the past. There's just remembering now about this mythical place called the past where you are, you're seen as a body because you couldn't remember yourself as a spirit in the past. First of all, the ever-presenceness of the spirit would override that immediately, but you can't picture yourself as a spirit years ago, yeah? Because you can't picture a spirit. You can't see it. It's not a thing, Yeah? And so, all right, and then the thought system also spends a lot of time in the seeming future, and when it thinks about what's going to happen to you in the future, that you that things are going to happen to is a body. Pictures you as a body getting cancer, pictures you as getting married as a body, it's all like that. So when you're thinking in the future, and maybe you're worrying or you're just speculating, that speculation's effects aren't happening in the future, they're happening now. Yeah, so let's say if you're worried that bad things are going to be happening, the contraction will happen now, not in the future. Yeah? In other words, here, most people that come to a talk, if they're flipping out, it's usually not about the day they're in, it's about last week or next week. Yeah? So the mental state... The mental state and the selfing, if it's paid attention to, if it's devoted to, and the devotion comes being identified as that body that's being thought about all the time. Yeah. Because most people would not go into the past to think about Stanley unless they were married to Stanley once or they had wanted that be a reason to be right about Stanley. You won't be sitting on a Sunday morning thinking, well, if Stanley wouldn't have made that left turn five years ago, I bet his whole life would have been so much better. But you would, it would, there'd be no interest to go there because it's about Stanley. But the, what causes us to keep going into the tomorrow and yesterday, tomorrow and yesterday, is because it's about us. Yeah? Us as a body. Not about us as what we are, but as us as what we're not. So it's almost like an object of idolatry. Yeah? So we worship us, 
yesterday and tomorrow, and then that worshiping of yes of us yesterday and tomorrow produces a sense of us being a body now. Yeah, because how when this the self cannot appear here without appearing in the past and the future. It doesn't have any self-generating presence. Yeah, it has to be remembered and it has to be thought about and remembered in the future to seemingly be so now, which is a lot of freaking work. So when you're doing something you really love to do, or you're caught in one of those moments where uh, the elements or whatever's happening overwhelm your constant attention to yesterday and tomorrow, like if you're in an accident or something, a lot of times when people are in accidents, there's like no thinking there, yeah? Because of the of the the aliveness of the moment, and they are actually quite clear, yeah. And also, time seems to slow up. I mean, I remember I hydroplaned on a mountain road once, and it was at night, raining, and it wasn't a good move, you know. And I did in hydroplane. <laughs> it was a hydroplaning. <laughs> I did not hydroplane. I wouldn't. I don't know how to hydroplane, but the car started spinning, and. As it started spinning, everything came very slow, and I was sitting there, and my head just went, "I'll know how bad it is when I hit the the guardrail." And it was like took a, it was like it was like an eternity, <laughs> and it just hit it very light. And then there was action after that, but there was like a big suspension. So the selfing is easily uh, thrown off its tracks when your interest and attention is very attentive and interested in something else. Yeah? Like if you're surfing or let's say sex or love or doing something you love or whatever. Yeah? When that interest and attention isn't in the preoccupation with selfing, there won't be any sense of self. Now, the sense of self will arise after that attentiveness is moved and say, I was the one that was there. It's sort of like with epiphanies, you know. People talk a lot about epiphanies and whatever you want to believe it is or whatever, but it's sort of like a suspension of the linear story, yeah? And it sort of comes, you don't really make reservations for it, do you? You know, it's sort of, it's sort of like a surprise, yeah? I mean, you can't, there's not like a spiritual vacation that promises three epiphanies, you know? Come to our lovely resort, you'll get massage, you'll see a, a teacher, maybe a miracle or two, and at least three epiphanies before you leave or your money back. You know, there's no, there's no, it's, it can't be codified or made into a business yet. <laughs> maybe it will be, but they can't get their hands on it yet because, because it comes in, unnote, you know, unheralded, and it stops the linear story yeah, of selfing. You're there completely, yeah, but the selfing gets stopped because selfing is an activity that can get stopped. And when selfing gets stopped, something continues. That's what you are. That's what I am, is that which continues when selfing stops. We're prior to selfing. So there's the selfing. So, all right, so something happens and we call it an epiphany. And I guarantee you, the moment it seems to end is the moment a thoughts arise and say, where it's, I'm having an epiphany. <laughs> as soon as there's the claiming of the epiphany, it's the end of the epiphany. You don't see it? You don't see, as soon as a selfing arises, arrives to get that, it's gone. <laughs> that's, a, that's a principle. 
That's not a random occurrence that you're the only person that ever missed your own epiphany. The selfing always misses the epiphany. That's the epiphany. It's the absence of it's the absence of selfing's effects. It's not it's the absence of selfing's effects, yeah? And that once the at the selfing regroups, which it's pretty resilient, it will arise and claim the epiphany and it will say, I had an epiphany. And then it will call other people who you think had epiphanies. And then you'll have your little spiritual mantle and you'll put your big freaking epiphany up there and, you know, you'll call your friend, hey, look at this mama I got there. <laughs> Man, mine was four hours. Fucking unbelievable epiphany. You know what I mean? You'll call, like, the 800 epiphany number. I want to report a huge epiphany in Toronto. The eighth floor at wherever we are. It's really a big one. Put, that, put it out the news. And my name's Paul Hederman. <laughs> I'm definitely having it. <laughs> that's the whole thing the best times of our life is when we're not in it <laughs> they are the best freaking times you know playing music or you know whatever when you when your interest and attention instead of being displaced and enslaved to a freaking dead preoccupation to constantly, constantly be like the bridesmaid to all these thoughts about you. Yeah? It's so incredible that every day something as you're walking and you can be totally into seemly, into selfing, and then you'll see like, a, you know, something will catch your eye and, you'll, it, and it won't take any time to be out of the selfing. It's, it's not a long, drawn-out process. It happens immediately. So how, how in are you in if you can be out so incredibly quickly? Like when I used to, for years I've been doing these things, yeah, and before I was doing recovery. And every time I had this one seat assignment, every Monday I gave a talk in San Francisco for like 16 years, anytime I was in San Francisco. So that's a lot of Mondays, a lot of freaking Mondays. And a lot of things happened on those different Mondays. Sometimes, at one point, I was waiting to hear if I had AIDS because I was a drug user when I first came in recovery. Back then, it took three weeks to get the report back. I, you know, my fairy princess broke up with me two minutes before the talk. I was very ill, all these things. And as soon as I sat down and I was willing to be the hose, when that water went through, all of my previous conditions were totally, totally forgotten as if they had never happened for that hour. I mean, guaranteed, a thousand percent batting average. Every freaking time I went in, no matter what I came in with, it all got dismissed because the interest and attention got funneled into such a strong sense of bah, that all of that, which is the product of yesterday and tomorrow and all of these things, of all, it's all a product of dispersed intention and interest, really, just was not, had no sign of any kind of effect. How real could they have been if they could have disappeared so easily? These are the hints you need, to, you know, I, I'm humbly suggesting to follow when you read something or something is said and it's, you feel that, that flag up there starts to unfurl, let it unfurl. You don't have to blow it by, with the winds of thoughts. That fucking contracts the flag. Just let it in. Let it roll over and see. You know? That's what happened with me. 
the one of the first ones that occurred was I went to the, the first talk like this one of the first talks and a, a lady I liked the space immediately I sat in there and then I shared I said you know when I came in here I was checking out my physical conditions emotional mental conditions but I had an assumption that it was me seeing all those conditions and now just he, just being in this room I realized that me is a mental condition saying it's seeing all the other conditions yeah that was so it was sort of like my lens came in with like at 35 opening and it had been like that and maybe every once in a while you'd have experiences to open a little but it would always go back to let's say the 35 opening and so you assume that's it yeah this is how this is how big this is as big as life's going to be with big experience but always this is the norm but then that opened up yeah and so i saw a whole lot more without efforting or thought it just whoop, because the seeing is broadly hugely 360 there's just things in the way it's not that your seeing is limited it's something is limiting your seeing yeah it's not that seeing is limited. It's something limits your seeing, seemingly. It only can appear to be true and false. Any impediment has no ability to impede unless you believe it can. That's the situation. That's the role we play here as mind. Yeah? We give everything all the meaning it has. So if there's an impediment in some form or another, there's been a meaning given from here to that to give it the power to impede us. When you see through that, it's, it was never there. It's always been 360 seeing. Seeing, like awareness. Not seeing this, but seeing. Yeah. So the impediments keep... We get... Self-centeredness is the prefabricated one. It takes this huge sky and funnels it into a telescopic vision, which is everything's happening to me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Light, instead of light, it's not the sense of life is happening is lost, and now it's life's happening to me. You know? That's the reference. That's an interpretation. That is not the event. The event is life is happening, if you want to even say that. But the interpretation is life's happening to me. That's like, here's this space of mind, and now the big, this space of mind has looked through a very small telescope, and now this is what it gets to see defined by the, why, what it's looking through. Not defined by its seeing. Its seeing is still 360 degrees, but because it's looking through this one thing, yeah? And when it takes itself to be this thing, it doesn't have the ability, the possibility, it could just go like this, isn't there anymore. Because you're identified with this. So now your seeing, which is like this, is now saddled by this. Yeah? So the possibility of being inherently okay gets translated as I could, I will be okay maybe if I do something, or I was okay. Yeah, all the inherent immediacy of of possibilities now be now get stretched in time, and it's usually sooner or later all up to you. You've got to do something, or you did something to lose it. It's all self-centeredness. It's all being used to keep pointing to the imaginary one. Yeah. This is like, all right, instead of trying to, I'm going to get to, I'm going to make myself clearer, I'm going to become more seeing, just see if you're the camera, see if you're the, the telescope. If you're not, when you back off, guess what? <laughs> it's always been available, it's just been funneled this. 
it called self-centeredness. That's a myopic way of seeing things here. It's not even seeing anymore. It's a form of looking. And we're saddled with it. The mental state sees us as a body. It sees us as a self. And the whole system is centered on self. So the thought system, everything is being used to reinforce, to refer, and to constantly keep that, that condition of self-centeredness in place against all possible invitations because whatever you hear, it's going to be the one that catches the message. It's like that story with a simple thing we always use. It's from an old Papaji story about the... Well, I took it to another way. Let's just say there's these sheep. There's a herd of sheep. And some of the young sheep are sort of pissed off about being a sheep. They don't want to be used for a sweater again. They don't want to, they're sick of buying, you know, and chewing cud. They think there's possibilities for something better, yes? So they're sort of like, and so here's all the, it's sort of like, uh, and so they, so they fall upon a book about lion, one lion, and it has some pictures in there. And they read the qualities of a lion. They say, man, I'd love to have those qualities. You know what I mean? I draw, no one would touch me, everything like that. So, they, and a number of the dissatisfied sheep get together and they get a little room and they're going to have a meeting about becoming like a lion. You know? So they get, they cut out those pictures, put them in nice frames, they get candles, and they go and they look at these lions and they, and they start getting their hair straightened and, you know, and they have roaring lessons, you know, at 11 and, you know, Bernie's leading them and he's just a sheep anyway, but ah, they're all barring, but they're sounding better. You're getting close to a roar. Keep it going. And, you know, they're praying to the lion. Oh, please, great lion, please bestow me with some of your characteristics or whatever. But the point is the whole... The whole adoring, the whole movement to the practices are all based on a fact that may not be a fact. If they're not a sheep, yeah, and maybe they are a lion, what's the point in becoming one? Wouldn't the becoming of a lion actually reaffirm, reaffirm the identity of being a sheep? You don't see how the mental state would use that? All your desires, which seem very noble and beautiful, to become like a lion, they they would be thwarted or used by the mental state to reaffirm the, the fact, which isn't a fact, that you're a sheep. That's the dilemma here. That's what's happening in most cases. We're we're not seeing that we've been displaced. That our starting point has been fabricated. That which we are, which is being, awareness, whatever you want to call it, spirit, but let's say it's present tense usually, yes? And so if it's so much in the moment, that so much in the moment is the timelessness. See, the timelessness is being hid every moment of time. Because every moment of time, this it's all there is is timelessness. That's it, yeah? So that timelessness, that's what we're like, yeah? So... What happens is when this gets seemingly forgotten and the new position gets in place, then it can get to such an absurd length that this new position will try to find that which it is, but as what it's not. It will try to find that which it is as that it, what, what it's not. You don't see the fundamental flaw in that? That can't be, it cannot be corrected by doing more of it. 
you're not going to correct that incorrection by doing more, by doing better, by doing greater. We were sharing it yesterday and the day before and the last two years. <laughs> this one point, Ramana Maharshi brought up many times in his writings, if you don't know, never heard of him, check him out, you know. Any guy who could live in a diaper his whole life is fucking a hero to me. Seriously. I mean, man, I think that's freaking unbelievable. Basically, <laughs> he, he just he just went his own way, so to speak. <laughs> Man, I like that. So he has this. A lot of the people that wrote stuff about him and listened to him, they keep putting this as the problem, or and this is the statement. So if you hear it, it says. The presupposing of a non-existent thing. This is a thing, yes? But it doesn't exist without spirit moving through it. If you've seen someone you know, and then they die, it's not them that you're looking at. When you look at the body, sometimes you'll get a distinct hit. That isn't Jim, you know? You were just assuming it was Jim because you're assuming this is Paul. But when the Jim, the spirit, was gone, it was it's obviously... It's more a vehicle, yeah? It's not the driver or the passenger, yes? So this is a non-existent thing. It can seem to exist, but it's a non-existent thing. So the presupposing of a non-existent thing, that's what the selfing does. That's what the mental state's doing right now. See, the presupposing of the non-existent thing cannot make a non-existent thing. So the presupposing has to go on and on and on, yes? That which isn't so has to seem to be so quite often. You got the, the mental state and all this activity has to keep active to keep producing this sense of being something you're not. That's it, it, when it rests, it's obvious you're not that, yeah? <laughs> so it's got to be on quite a lot. That's why the activity of selfing is agitation, begetting agitation. It just agitates constantly because if it actually stops, something will be seen from that ain't that which you've been usually looking from. You'll see from something that sense, and then maybe you'll have a slap of recognizing I am that, you know, but by realizing what you're not. So, so this idea of the selfing, it has to continually imply, assume, and infer. That's why there's so many thoughts. I mean, a lot of days we're navigating the day. Most of those thoughts aren't really about navigating the day we're in, are they? I mean, thousands of them are just superfluous, usually about us or about others, which is just us as an other, yeah? So that's the reinforcing and all like that. So that, that activity to convince us that where that is a yeoman's job and how one of its main movements to see, and the thing is, to see it. To see it, yeah? One of the, the main movements of this selfing is to claim, because it doesn't have a life, so it's in the process of claiming this opportunity, yes? And it doesn't have anything to actually 
prove that it is something. So what it does, it takes the faculties of this event and says it's doing them. Yeah. So the consciousness that's moving through this event is going through five like shutters or doors, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, and tasting, touching. Yeah. If we had 20 senses, it would be coming through 20 senses. There's no limit in the consciousness. It's just how many doors there are. So, right, this apparatus has five doors. It's like a sedan with a hatchback, you know. It's not a sports car, so there's five doors. Consciousness is going out. Okay, so the conscious contact. That's an unbelievably, that's a very big thing to try to cover over in the selfie. That's like Mount Everest, the selfie. So what does it do? It can't get rid of that fact. It just claims it. It now says you're the one who's conscious, doesn't it? Isn't there isn't there a feeling that you're seeing right now and you're hearing? Yes, that's it. That's what it does. Yeah. So it claims the consciousness, and so now when the consciousness is constantly, it's it's a it's a constant newsletter from what we are to seemingly what we're not. So you can just go, you know, I mean, but whatever, you know. <laughs> so, so now the consciousness is, is interpreted as, seeing is interpreted as seer and seen, yeah? And the obsession with self is obvious where the emphasis is more on the seer than the seeing because you see tons of things, but there's only one seer during the day, and that's you. Yeah, see, this is the... This is the glue that the mental state keeps applying to make this imaginary bond seem to happen. It cannot possibly happen, but it can seem to happen if we believe it. Yeah. So here you go. So the mental state says, I'm seeing. So now the seeing is sort of neutered, and now it's the seer and seeing. I'm hearing. Now the hearing, ah, you know, it's the hearer and heard. Yeah. I'm tasting, the taster, the tasted. I'm feeling, the feeling, the felt. Yeah, It's, a, it's just a robbery in clear, in, in daylight. It just robs, right? It, right? Right? It takes the expression of what we are in being, in manifesting, which is conscious, and it says, I'm the one who's conscious. So it presupposes that it's prior to consciousness. That's what it does. It's unbelievable. And so once that's in place, okay, I got the big fucking Mount Everest out of the way. Now I've totally neutered the aliveness and the awareness of the event. I can have a field day. Okay, so now make sure uh, I'm the doer of everything. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm the doer. I'm the thinker. You know, we don't even, you don't digest your food, do you? It's not. If I was sitting here and I'd say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I got to stop the meeting. I got to go home. I got a burrito in there. I forgot to digest yesterday. Oh, a pizza from Monday. Jesus Christ! I can't be out for three days. I got to spend my time digesting." It, everyone would laugh. But a much subtler process. We believe we're the doer of thinking. We believe we're the thinker. We can't, it's absurd to believe we're the digester or that we're pumping the blood or beating the heart, but we jump, make a huge leap, the mental state, and took a chance and it fucking got away with it. Hey, I'm the thinker. <laughs> really, it did. It had, no, it had no, it didn't even believe for one second you'd buy it, but we bought it. <laughs> we bought it, okay. So now we're the thinker of the freaking thoughts that are driving me crazy. So basically, I'm now seen as the one who's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what an insane fucking conundrum that is. Yeah. 
<laughs> so now, all right, then I'm everything I feel all day. I'm the feeler of it. You know, every action, I'm the actor of it. Jesus Christ, everything that's happening now is being funneled back. That it's you. This is what it does. To be able to seemingly forget the unforgettable. First of all, it can never have happened, which it hasn't. It can only seem to happen in this vehicle called time and space. So we can seem to be asleep to being inherently awake for maybe 80 years. If eternity jumps in, it's all, the whole fucking magic trick is blown. Yeah? But in time and space, it can seem as if we're asleep to being awake. Now, we're all awake, inherently, all of us. No, no big stars. Oh, Sally, you're awake today. No stars. It's just the basic, you're, you're awake. Yeah? And then there's either, there's two seeming uh, themes of the storyline here. You can seem to be not awake, or you can seem to be awake. Yeah? Now, the seem to be awake is pretty easy because you're awake. The seem not to be awake is a lot of fucking work. Because you're awake. <laughs> That's why it can only go for 60, 80 years. It, can't, it just cannot do it much longer. You know what I mean? And, after the, and probably at the end of time, when you're going to pass away, the whole gig is probably revealed too. Like, oops, oops, sorry. <laughs> I should have told you earlier. <laughs> you're it. <laughs> Now, why to say this? Because you can't teach what you are. You can teach what you're not. By seeing that what you call you is a mirage. It's a, it's, it's a sleight of hand. It's a magic trick, yes? And, you, and when you witness the trick, just like three thing, Monty or whatever with the thing, if you see it and you really see it, you know, then you know it's right where it is, yeah? If you're looking at it from out here, it fools you all the time. But let's say if you were behind and you could see, you'd see it. This is what we are. We're, the freedom isn't after the bondage. It's prior. You're inherently free. Yeah. And if it's seen from there, you see the bondage is only an activity. Yeah. There's an assuming of bondage. There's a presupposing of bondage. There's an inference of bondage. There's an implying of bondage. But there really isn't any bondage other than what you believe. When the mind itself believes it, it will seem as real as real can be. Then when the mind stops believing it, you'll see right through it. Yeah. What was it? Was it that thick and opaque? Or that, was it totally transparent? It's neither. It's what it's seen by us. We give it all the meaning it has. Not from here, but from there. So this master said, all right, there's this non-existent thing. So there's a presupposing a non-existent thing, and then you want to get salvation or happiness or whatever for that non-existent thing. And then it says, all right, if this is the case, then the practices that you're doing that you hope would be extinguishing the non-existent thing will actually be, will be used to reinforce the non-existent thing. So how could those things that you hope would destroy it, destroy it, if they're reinforcing it? That's what's happening. Say that again. <laughs> Here. So, 
I should read it actually if I have it here. So I don't want to go by it. So here it goes. If your practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how could they destroy it? Yes? You hear the see it? If the practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, in other words, while the practices are being done, the mental state is using them to make the practicer. Yeah? When you're doing the meditation, it's inferring the meditation as you're the meditator. So therefore, the, this, the non-existent thing now becomes the non-existent meditator, comes, becomes a non-existent practicer. So then how could those practices that are reinforcing the non-existent thing destroy it? That's a question to see if it's true or not for you. For me, it was pretty earth-shattering in a way, or actually, when this was seen from that statement, in India years and years ago. It could have been in Hoboken, New Jersey. So it wasn't in India. India didn't do anything. And I read that, and man, my spiritual pants fell down. And that's about the only pants I could wear. I was a terrible house painter. So I was, the best thing I was was a spiritual seeker. And then... <laughs> because it explained, that little statement explained years and years of behavior. Yeah. Everything I was doing was being used to reinforce the doer. And I was upset for a little bit, but then I became very thankful because it saved me a huge amount of time. Because then I realized, Jesus Christ, there's nothing to do. In a way. And that's it. Yeah. And then you're going to do stuff, but then when you do it, it'll be done in a different spirit. Yeah. And then when you don't do it, it won't, and you are, the not doing it won't be used to beat the living hell out of you. Like a lot of people, if they don't meditate, they think their whole day is ruined. We weren't meditating when we were two and three and four years old. I mean, I mean, obviously our day should have been ruined then. It's the meaning we give things, yes? There's a meaning we give things. Now that thing that we wanted to make us spacious and more alive is being used to contract us more and more. Like, that's what it does with everything it comes in contact with. It uses it to reinforce the sense of self, not to free. It'd love to free the sense of self, because it would be a self the whole time. But the freedom from a sense of self is from, not for or by or as or through the self, but from it. You can see the activity that implies the thing. There is, there is no existing thing as the thing. Yeah? You can see the activity that's constantly implying that. And when you see that activity, find out what happens. Maybe you'll start traveling lighter in a very stabilized manner. Yeah? Maybe a lot of your your seeming interest and attention will be reshuffled. There'll be a reconfiguring of everything. And now things will become appropriate. You know, you'll see blue is blue and red is red. You won't have metaphysical questions. Things, you just, you'll be what you've been looking for. Like those cryptic statements say, the seeker is the sort. Exactly. Or as St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. 
It doesn't say what's looking is what you're looking for after 20 pages of requirements have met so that you have now become the you you're looking for. No. It says what's looking is what you're looking for. Meaning now. Yes. Now. Or the boot like Huang Po, a great, great old Zen master to me. If you ever like a book, The Teachings of Huang Po. He put it, he saves you a lot of time. He says, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the light to seek the light. You can't use the mind, big M mind, to seek mind. If you do it for eons, nothing will ever happen. Yeah? The whole dilemma is, the seeking may be leaving from a wrong place, a false address. It's sort of like the map may be great to get to L.A., but you've, you've mistook where you're leaving from. Yeah. The maps are all from the, pre, the idea that you're leaving from Des Moines and you're leaving from Omaha. Now, the map's a perfectly way to get to L.A. from Des Moines, but you're not in Des Moines. This is the situation. Yeah. And if you're in Omaha, right? If you're truly in Omaha, you may realize that's L.A., <laughs> there's no need to go to LA <laughs> that's what can happen and then that which you are looking for now is always available at all times right where you are because it's none other than moi you know <laughs> not as Paul but as what we all are and that becomes obvious <laughs> so <laughs> so the head goes but you don't know this. all of this is in what we are <laughs> all of this is not taking us out of what we are all of these movements are within what we are we are the context we are the space of this whole freaking dream nothing in this dream is going to break through the dreaming <laughs> yes we're the context so when the mental state says, oh, I lost it, I'm feeling really agitated, I'm not happy, that's within the context of you being always available at all times right where you are. <laughs> and then, oh, this time I've really gone too far. No, you haven't. Nothing has ever gone too far to escape the context of what you are. Not Nothing. No thing. No way. Yeah? So this obviousness starts becoming applicable not a chant or a mantra or an affirmation. It's an unspoken, yes, you get it. You get it. You get that all of these that you would follow, you'd hitch your little attention and interest, not yours, but the attention and interest to those mental stars, you're not taking those fucking trips anymore. You see the explosions, you see the comet tail, but you see it in the from the context, not from the person who's, you know, tied to the comet tail. It's totally different. Everything goes on just as it goes on. Just like they say in Zen, you know, first there is the mountain, then there is no mountain. So you have a big, something happens, you see something clearly. But then there's the mountain again. But now it's different. You're usually not buying a lot of gear to climb the mountain anymore. <laughs> because you realize there is no mountain. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got, don't have ropes and maps and everything. I've got a the holy lands above the mountain. No, you're right where you are. You are what you're looking for. Isn't that beautiful, lovely gospel? You get let, left off your own hook, which is the biggest hook of all. 
See, if you take yourself to be this, it's going to be an urban renewal project forever. <laughs> You're going to be working on it, trying to make it better, trying to... <laughs> you know what I mean? You really are. It's going to be the constant object of attention most of the time. I mean... So here... Believe it or not, we are all have faith. We don't have it, it is us. Mind is what we call faith. It's one of its zillions of attributes. Therefore, if people believe they've lost faith, that's, a, that's having faith in that statement, that you lost faith. It's always faith. Faith is always at before most activities here. Yeah? So... In your investigation, you'll probably see that there's been a lot of faith put into the thought system. You've been believing the thoughts. You have been. You've been taking those thoughts to such a level of faith that a thought about tomorrow can override today. That's a pretty unbelievable thing to erase this, which is being engaged with by five gates of consciousness with one little thought about Wednesday. I mean, you have to see that it's got some power that is us, must be behind the thought system, because the thought system can't do it. It doesn't have the juice. It has to attract the juice, which is us. It ha- we, there's got to be a faith or a believing in it for it to seem to be so. And it can only reach the level of seemingly be so. There's only what's so, and that's us. And everything else is just seeming to be so to us. So... The thought system does no, has no power to generate an effect. It's the faith that we put in it that gives it the power to generate a contraction now from an imaginary event next week. There's no doubt about it, if you see it. There's no doubt about Follow the trail, it leads back to us. Yeah. If you check it out, just see what a difference makes when a thought's held as yours or, held, or as mine. Your thoughts driving you crazy, but it doesn't doesn't not affect me at all. But that same thought would suddenly have a huge amount of power if it was held here as mine. It's not the thought; it's us. So the faith in the thought system is really what keeps our interest and attention absorbed in there because it's about us. Like in Buddhism, they call it the cherishing of self, yes? So the faith gives power to a thought about next week to override this whole experience. That's mind-boggling. You know, people talk about miracles, and Jesus supposedly raised someone from the dead, Lazarus, yeah? But at least Lazarus was alive once. We're, We're miracle workers all day. We're making something out of nothing all fucking day. Aren't we really? We're making something out of nothing. We had a guy share at this recovery meeting yesterday. It was beautiful. Because he described he woke up, had a good sleep, he had the eggs, he had the bread, he had the orange juice. You know, everything was fine, the whole thing, and yet he was totally flipped out. Not by what was happening, but up here. That, what was happening. And that, what was happening, is not engaged with what's happening. It's engaged in what's not happening. Yeah? And it has the ability, through our faith in the thought, to override or eclipse what's happening. How many days has it robbed? How many fucking moments has it gotten away with? 
And then what it leaves you with is an interpretation that maybe it can get better or nostalgia for once it was great. It's a fucking heist. We're not seeing it. And we have the ability to see it. And once you see it, I'm telling you, the thief gets meek. It does. It puts the fucking chalice down and tries to walk slowly out. Sorry. Catching <laughs> in the middle of the heist, it's like, oops, oops, sorry. It does. You mentioned the five gates of consciousness. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did, yeah. Let's say, you know, conscious is what that is. Let's say conscious awareness. This event is being had by consciousness coming through five gates. Eye, ear, taste, touch, smell, right? So this is how we're having an experience here. So that's, and then in Buddhism they say the sixth gate is the mental state and the mind seeing thoughts and stuff like that, yeah? So the mind is experiencing the mental state, yeah? And then there's experiences of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, supposedly of this physical other states. Yeah? So that's the five gates of consciousness. But, uh, like I said, there could be 80 gates. Yeah? There's not a limited amount of consciousness. or You know what I mean? It's not like awareness isn't a quantity that you run out of. Yeah? I mean, you didn't spend all your awareness you know, and then you got to wait for the next shipment on Monday and you're just sort of like <laughs> not aware of anything. It seems like an unending, infinite reservoir, right? Interest and attention. What happens is we lose and gain interest in things, but we don't lose or gain interest. Yeah? It's just losing it in things. Yeah? But the interest and attention is still, it's like infinite supply. It's just that we lose it in things. Yeah, so we're, in, we're interested in someone and we're not interested in someone but we didn't lose interest we just lose less interest in them so the interest was being applied yes now what would happen if the interest and attention wasn't being directed and implied which is the mental state attempts to direct our interest and attention to yesterday and tomorrow that's what it does yeah if it what happened if that wasn't the case then maybe your interest and attention would like be roaming, and it would may find great interest in things you weren't interested in at all, like space, silence, yes, yeah? And maybe if you took off the leash, it wouldn't go where it was going before. It would see the absurdity of thinking about you five years from now, and thinking about five years ago, and it would be enriching your day. You'd be awake to being awake, yeah? You know, with your interest and attention could be interested and attentive to what's actually happening here, which is conscious contact, and maybe after all the contact is noted, there would be plenty of interest and attention to be interested in the consciousness of the event. You would be able to sense, hey, you and I being on. Instead of it being enslaved to constantly supporting that which supports us as something else, yeah? It would be free to go where it wants to go and find out where it goes. You may be quite content after the effect because maybe we'll go more into no thing than into things because there's plenty of attention to deal with things and there's plenty of attention to rest of no thing yeah so now that's called the abidance in truth that's called rest yeah your interest attention been freed from the 
through the faith, you know, from the faith in the thought system and in the story, and now it's enriching your day. So you feel alive, yes? And then contentment's available. You didn't do anything to be content. You just feel content, yes? Your attitudes and outlooks go under revision. You know serenity and understand peace. You don't have to read books about it. You know what it is. You have a sense feltness around it, yeah? You know what space is. You know what clarity is. You know, you don't know it. You're being what clarity is. You're being what space is. You're being peace, yeah? You don't even know it. it that, so that's like a... Being is it. In, in quote-unquote spirituality, being is the knowledge, not knowing. Knowing is the booby prize. Being is the knowledge. That which you want to study is what you are. So what you study is about what you're not. So by seeing what you're not, you realize what you are. It's like a backdoor way to get to you. So you get to you by seeing what you're not. Yeah? Because what you're not is claiming to be you. So when you try to get to the truth from you, it's usually from the false point. Yeah? That's why, because the truth isn't outside, it's us. We're the truth. And that which we're looking for can't be experienced because it's experiencing everything. It's not under the purview of being experienced. It would be a thing or it'd be a something, and it ain't. Yeah? So it's untouchable by our little fucking tentacles, and yet we are that at all times. It's beautiful. Yeah? Beautiful. Can't commoditize it much yet. Maybe they'll find, find a way. <laughs> they may be. Maybe they will. But uh, right now, that's what I love about non-duality because, you know, like surfing. Surfing. They branded it, and now they have all these stores that sell surf gear. And so a $2 t-shirt is $50 because it has, like, billabong on it, yeah? So they, everything, every lifestyle that was really cool, the system morphs around and makes a product of it. And now, now you look like you were doing the thing you used to love to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the people running around in yoga outfits and everything. They look like they're always in a yoga outfit, either going to a yoga class, leaving a yoga class, or in a yoga class. And all this, but non-duality. What kind of fashion are they going to be able to pull on that? You know what I mean? What's how are you going to promote the non-dual look? The loving gaze, no, that can't work. You know, <laughs> patchouli oil, no, robes, no. Yeah, it's as of right now, it's untouchable, which is fucking great. Except for the business of getting us to keep looking for it. <laughs> Oops, I shouldn't have let that out. Because <laughs> really, this job, is, I'm meant to become obsolete. Totally. Totally. That's the, that's the highest success level of participating in this is having you having absolutely no need <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, I hope we get together and share, but, you know, that really, that's it's not a good career choice. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you're not here. What? You're not here. That's right. <laughs> so, so. Right, well. Hey, can we have some questions now, and then we, can we have a break and stuff? Is that how we're going to go today? Unless we're going to have the 10-day retreat. We may. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> Any questions? Just the last comment. We're not even here yet. We're we're more than just here. Yeah. Well, that's 
Yeah, that's the trip. But in a way, I see this, if you want to give a name to it, as dreaming, really. Like the Course in Miracles would say, I like this statement a lot, which is, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. You know the Course in Miracles? You ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very, well, whatever. So you and I are the dreaming of this dream, and we forget that we're dreaming the dream. Now that's an impossibility. How is the dreaming going to forget that it's dreaming? Yeah. But so how does it seem to happen? Well, my feeling is it seems to happen when we become identified as the dreamt. Yeah. Yes? This is the dreamt. Yeah, you can see it, yes? This is the dreamt. So you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that condition, we now give everything we've dreamt, thoughts, feelings, everything, all the power to affect us as the dreamt. That's the situation. That's the dreaming. Yeah? Say it again. It's a, because it's a pretty good... To me, it describes everyone's day on this whole event. Pretty much. It's a skeletal diagram of the whole thing. Which is, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. Of the dream. Yeah? We're dreaming it. This is a, we're in it right now, dreaming it. We forget that we're dreaming it. Which, how could that possibly happen? It can't, but it can seem to happen. And I would say how it seems to happen is we become identified as what we're not, the idea of self, yeah? So in that state, we have now, the reality is now in the, in the dream and giving reality to the dream. Yeah? How? Because everything, it now gives everything it's dreamt all the power to affect it. How does it do that? It lends its reality to this place, to you, to me, to this and that, and then this and that. Like, a thought becomes mine, and now the thought can own me, yeah? A feeling becomes mine, and now the feeling can own me, yeah? This is how it happens. The dreaming becomes the dreamt, and now it's owned by the dreaming, seemingly. Yes? Yeah? Um, I like your, your faith, the point you made about faith. I'm not in that particular situation, but to me, it's sort of just holding the space, yeah? Letting Jehovah Witnesses be Jehovah Witnesses, yes? Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, we had the first talk on this trip was set up at a, on a side of a river, and the people that were there at the beginning were there to eat some salmon, they had an ice chest of beer and everything. They weren't interested in this message, so it's not that it's not appropriate to share it, yeah? So it was just great to watch them. And we just hold the space. They saw me, I saw them, and we were just hanging out, yeah? The holding the space isn't an act. That's what you are, yeah? You can allow things to be as they are because they're not that way, actually. That's the, that's the exact same thing that gets applied finally to you. You allow this to be as it is because it's not you. 
That's the biggest break this whole thing will ever get. You'll be more of an individual when you're not an individual. Seriously. You'll just, the freaking, fucking, that claustrophobic clamping on you constantly as an object of attention is released. And this fucking body is on, has a field day. It's fucking finally you get healthy. You <laughs> a lot of shit. It's got, it doesn't have this giant mental wet blanket on it all day, taking it to be the center of the universe. It's way too much for this to handle. You know what I mean? It's just a Toyota. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it can't be in the front of the parade all day. You know? <laughs> you know? So, man, you become more interesting <laughs> when you're less interested in it. <laughs> if you can get it like that. You really do. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then the self thing doesn't have to change, but like before it was ha- it was heard as like CNN, now it's like Comedy Central. It's the same it's the same broadcast, but it's like, you know, when Saturday Night Live would do the the fake broadcasting. It's just like that. It's a fucking unbelievable. It's just hilarious. Really. I mean, it's it, it's just so it's the same streaming you know, the selfie doesn't have to stop it's not you it's produced by the brain yeah but your interest and attention the way it's sensed as a conscious thing is like all you do are, is hearing the thoughts now not listening to them the difference is huge hearing thoughts and listening to them is huge yeah very difficult not to listen to thoughts if they're held as yours or about you all day. When you see that they're not about you, then you just see them as thoughts. You can just you can just hear them. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's different. It's totally different. Yeah, yeah. Question again yeah. about uh, freedom. About freedom of will. Like, how much do we have any freedom? There is no us, right? So, like. There was no you well, that should answer it right there, but... No, but there was no you to turn your life around. You, did, was it destined to happen, or did you turn it around? But there's no you, right? So I guess that sort of answers my question. Well, nothing... For, well, the, if you feel like you have free will, I would exert it. If you feel like you have free will, I would exert it, if I were you. Do the next right thing. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, if you feel like you have free will, exert it. If you don't feel like you have free will, don't exert it. See what happens. You know? Whatever the mind, the mind is the arbiter here. Yeah? If the mind believes it has free will, you better exert it. <laughs> because that's how that's its belief at that moment. Yeah. I'm not saying there is free will. I don't and also there is there's nothing that was destined to happen. Is this happening? Yeah. There's no nothing destined to happen. It's just happening. Yeah. I don't have a belief in the reality of this place. I don't. I think when we pass away it's like it never happened, to tell you the truth. Because I don't believe it actually has happened. I think there's dreaming of it. That's my feeling about it. But the idea of free will, all I know is if you believe you need to do something, you better do it. <laughs> Just take it for what it's worth. Because you're, the, you're it. Yeah? You're the reality. And if the reality thinks 
for it to be reality, it has to do something. You better do it until it exhausts that storyline and then it realizes it's needed to do nothing. But if it really believes it needs to do something and you try to use this to counteract that, you'll be using this. And non-duality isn't something to use against something else. Non-duality is a negation, not two. That's all it is. There's nothing else. There's not a, it doesn't mean there's one. It's just a negation, not two. That's it. It's the starting and end point, not two. That's all. You just find out. Everything is about finding out. You hear stuff. Maybe it, it, it sticks a little bit, and maybe it becomes an understanding. But the understanding isn't vision. Seeing is different than view. View is understanding, a view, yeah? Seeing is livingness, awakeness. Understanding will not produce a vision, but a vision will illuminate understanding. You're the illuminating factor, your inherent light, yes? Now, the mental state can follow and find an understanding that makes it more possible, let's say, for that light to shine or get not be interrupted as much, but it's never producing the light. You're the light, yeah? So if the light believes it has free will, you better exert it. <laughs> it gets to a point where it realizes it doesn't have free will. So it's faith. If I have faith and I have free will, then I do have free will. Exactly. Well, seemingly. Well, let's not even go there with it all. Just, it just gets into free will. What the point is, really, lightness, I would say. If you were traveling lighter, it, well, I'm not saying you're not, but in traveling lighter, the ideas of free will, no free will, there's, there's no interest in them. Because... You would hope that knowing that would bring you to lightness. And if you're in lightness, you'd have no interest in all that. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm saying you're light. You know, that's your inherent nature. Yeah? We're hoping that if we had an understanding, it would allow us to be lighter. But if, you, if, you, if you're lighter, then there's no, you lose interest in all that. That's the good news. You lose interest in the need to be liberated. That's what happens. It's not like you're liberated. There's no liberation here. You're, you were never bound. It's you lose in, you lose interest in the need to be liberated. That which needs to be liberated isn't us. It's the head. The head would love to be liberated from itself, but as itself. That's why you can't fucking get out because it refuses to deny it's in. It wants. It just wants itself trying to get out of self. So then we go, you know, free will or destiny. But to me, the contentment rings through all that. Yeah, The satisfaction rings through all that. Then the response is very simple. The response to space is holding space. Literally. That's what it is. Yeah? Just like awareness isn't doing awareness, it's being awareness. It's quite different, yeah? We hold awareness as something we can increase or do something about. But really, awareness is being awareness. It's not doing itself. And beingness is already complete, culminated. There's no process in being. There's no wasing or willing. It just is. 
So how, how, how we see being here is in verbing. Everything is happening. There is no happened. Nothing has happened, yet everything is happening. It sounds like tricky, but it's true. Nothing has happened, yet everything is happening. Yeah? The mind would like to put a stop to it and say that happened. Yeah? Basically, to sort of reflect itself in that. But everything is happening. Happening. It's like the river. You're not going to know the river by taking a glass of water out of it. Yeah? You lost its essence, which is the rivering. Yeah? You're not going to get that feeling. If you drink that, it's not going to be like jumping in, in the river. It's just not going to do it. Yeah? Rivering. So there's no destiny. There's, there's destining. It's all verbing. 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 Tons of happenings, but nothing's happened. How could that fucking be? Entertain it. See. It may ring true for you. There's tons of happenings, yet nothing's ever happened. They're not, they're inclusive. They're not exclusive. The one nothing's ever happened isn't, dis- is, isn't denying everything's happening. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I found myself, you know, looking forward to today, and, and I also uh, found myself getting angry a few times with uh, this morning with the person I was with. And, and even though I, and, and it's a pattern, and my, my question in this is, you know, as I keep on asserting, you know, awareness of space, and then I feel poked, and I'm responding, and, and I'm what? losing the energy loss, and my question is, okay, what else, what else is there, what, what else is available in the presence of, you know, other selves, and, and selfing and verbing, that seems to be closing in. I would just maybe ask a subjective, a subjective question. Who is it closing into or for? So you take the attention off the closing in and see it, who it is it's happening to. If it ain't happening to you, then your idea of closing in will change dramatically. You see? That's the whole thing self-inquiry was based on. Ramana Maharshi, it's actually from the Vedas, which is Let's say if there's worrying about next week, you have no opinion about is it worthy to be worrying about that which is going to happen next week? Nothing. You just ask who it is that's worrying about next week. So you throw a wrench in the works in the right direction where the works are going on. Not in next week, not in this, but in that. Yes? And ask who is it? So, like you just explained the perfect time. Somebody's poking me. Who are they poking? You know? who, is, who is it that sees it that way? It can be seen in a lot of different ways, but who is it that says it's seeing it that way? And they, all right, so it's Hilton. And well, then ask, who is this Hilton? Take it back a little farther. Don't let it off the seat right away. You don't want to have a one-second interrogation. You want to just stare the light on it and see what move, and then you know, a lot of stuff will be revealed. And so instead of having all the attention on that person or trying to do some effort of how to hold the space that I am, just ask who is it that has all these, all these ideas, yeah this is about free from the bondage of self and that's the bondage of self the sense of being the subject, the sense of being the one, the sense of the one who's being pinched, the sense of the one who needs to hold the space 
that's the bonding point yeah everything else is auxiliary everything else is added or subtracted that's the point the point of conception is the presupposing of a non-existent thing who or what is that presupposing of a non-existent thing being offered to we're not presupposing a non-existent thing the presupposing of a non-existent thing is an offering to us the mental state is offering us this idea that you know what you are bro or no bro you're a non-existent thing called Paul born this time with a knee and new one like that yes come on get in line I'm going to say this fucking every day you might as well give in now yeah isn't it what we are isn't presupposing there's the mental state which is an activity is presupposing that we're a non-existent thing to who? to what? it's not just presupposing it It, something that is existing has to buy the presupposing to make the non-existent thing seem to be the thing that's existing obviously where is, how is the non-existent thing going to get existence unless it goes to existence? You know, I mean, it's got to sort of go, hey, existence, you know, I'm you. All right, here you go. Now, you're as real as real can fucking be. Only for some time, and it's in a dream, but go to it. <laughs> you got 80 years, go. <laughs> obsessed, 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 obsessed. Thought about, thought about, thought about, thought about. Everything interpreted as, interpreted as, interpreted as, and yet still truth breaks through constantly. Constantly. Every night you go into deep sleep, you're not there. Constantly. I mean, it's bleeding through. You're constantly laying paint on the, paint on the canvas, and it still bleeds through. The canvas expands. You can't get enough paint on it. It still it bleeds through. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's so many gaps in the selfie. There's big, giant space. And, it's, and the gap, the selfie is such a minuscule little mental activity in a huge space of what we are. You wouldn't even notice it if it was in your room as a thing. You wouldn't. You would fucking walk over it every day. We'd never even take notice of it. But here, then this gets... You know, this is all there is. I mean, what? after 60 years of thinking about this, it would be scary for this to think it's not so. After all that investment of fucking worrying, and if you realize, I've been worrying about the, uh, the wrong person, a total stranger, I mean, it would be funny. Jeez, it'd be, hey, I got a lot invested in this fucking production. I can't, not, I gotta syndicate it. I mean, even if it just has to go right to DVD, I gotta still fucking milk it. Because, hey, jeez, it would make me seem really, really fucking stupid to have been thinking about this all the <laughs> As that, you know, that, that would be in a, what would that call a crisis? That, the self would be in a crisis of self. <laughs> so let's, I'll make a deal with you. I'll look for it. I'll look for the truth. With, I know I'm never finding it because I know deep down I am the truth but I'll look for it so is that, is that good enough oh you know peekaboo oh shit it's here again but why would you like to go to sleep man 
It's not the dreaming. We want to get to that deep sleep. We want to fucking be totally extinguished. The non-existent thing, the totally non-existent. That's the only way the thing can, non-existent thing can continue, is to have a fucking reprieve. You know, like every half mile, I've called a day to go into deep sleep. Because it's exhausting. Uh, isn't it? I swear to God. I mean, talk about faith. We lay down, we go to sleep. There's no d- contract we're going to get up. And we're fucking willingly going there. It's not like, not like when you're a kid, you know. I'm like, then you go to bed at nine, maybe now. You're a kid, you want to stay awake. No, no, let me take a nap. <laughs> we want to break constantly. Come on. This is old. It's like a Russian fucking pillow, no pillow. Just where can't wait to go. <laughs> I mean, that's available now, in a sense. It may not seem the same because there'll be a sense of body while you're in the awake dream. Yeah, you will have. A, there's going to be a sense of body and everything. That's like a full pass to. Paradise, basically. But here, you know, there's called being awake to being awake in this dream aspect. Yeah, I don't think it's a really big deal. I think it's actually quite normal and ordinary. Yeah, it just becomes the basis, a new basis, which is you're awake to being awake. And how come we only have flashes of that? Well, I'm, I'm not having flashes no, of that. <laughs> well, maybe you're just in, you just got into the theater and you're watching the previews. Settle in, you'll see the whole movie, honey. Seriously, the flashes may be like upcoming events. They're free samples. They're things. Yeah, yeah. This is a beautiful way because, like the course says, in a very beautiful way. You and I are the dreaming of this dream again, and we're going to dream ourselves out of the dream. So it's not going to be a rude awakening sometimes. You're going to use the dream to dream yourself out of the dream. And while we're doing this, the dream's going to get happier. That's a nice, that's a beautiful thing, yeah? So it's going to use all the qualities of the dreaming to dream itself out of the dream. Beautiful, eh? So you're going to get a lot of free samples. You're going to get a lot of indications and one of those indications, the key will turn completely, and the door that had no lock will seem to swing open, and then it's almost like 51% of the stock will move over to the winning side, and now that, that majority voice will be the minority voice. It'll be in the mail room, and you'll have a new CEO, so to speak. And things will go well, in a sense. Or they won't go well. In a lot of ways, it won't matter. You'll be well. Yeah. Not based on circumstances, situations, but you'll be an inherently okay as what you are. And you're here. This is an interesting place to be. There's an energy in here. So that energy is in already. It's like a spiritual subpoena has been served. (laughs) Really, you'll be called to a court of light and all your little seeming transgressions will be annulled, literally you'll be freed from the bondage of self as a possibility at least and maybe the mind will want to dream itself out of itself out of the dream or maybe it will put an end to it now who knows it doesn't really matter does it? really 
when it's all said and done, isn't you can't. There's nothing that happens. There's no capturing of Saturday, is there? It's almost as if Saturday came and fell off a cliff, doesn't it? In other words, all of this happens and just falls. As soon as it comes through this, it's it's like it never fucking happened. Yeah. That's an authentic feeling, a sense that it, it's like it never happened because it isn't. It never did happen. It's just happening. And where the whole nexus of it happening, where the dreaming. But we're not the dreamt. We're the dreaming. Yeah? Yeah. So, you want to take a break? Yeah. Is that all right? Yes. Oh. <laughs>